Chapter Twenty One of the Moving Picture Girls. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information and to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Corey Samuel. The Moving Picture Girls by Laura Lee Hope. Chapter Twenty One. Overheard. The trip down the bay on the yacht was enjoyed by all even though much of the time was taken up in depicting scenes from the drama. Sandy Apgar looked on curiously while the drama was being filmed, and when Ruth and Alice were not acting they talked to the young farmer. They found him good-natured and rather simple, yet with a fund of homely wit and philosophy that stood him in good stead. He described Beatonville to them, and the farm where he and his aged parents tried to wrest a living from nature that was none too kind. "'I've had quite a little vacation since I came to New York,' Sandy said, though it did take quite a bit of money. I reckon Pop, though, will be disappointed that I can't bring back with me the promise of some cash." "'Then you need money very badly?' asked Alice. "'Yes, miss. And I guess there ain't many farmers but what do. Leastways I never met any that was millionaires. Though if the folks back home could see me now, they'd think I was one, sitting here doing nothing. It sure is great.' The girls were called away to enact some of the scenes requiring their presence, and when they came back they found Sandy in conversation with the manager. The girls saw Mr. Pertell give Sandy some bills, and when the young farmer protested the manager said, "'Now never mind that. You saved me more than that in stopping that runaway horse from spoiling my film and scene. You just take it, and when I get a chance I'll run up to your farm and to look it over.' "'I haven't got all my plans made yet.' but I'm thinking of making a series of plays with an old-fashioned farm as a background. Is your place old-fashioned?" he asked. "'That's what some city folks said once, when they stopped in their automobile to get a glass of milk,' replied Sandy. "'We haven't any electric lights, nor even a telephone. So I guess we're old-fashioned all right.' "'I should say so,' laughed Mr. Pertell. "'Well, it may be the very thing I need when I go out on the rural circuit with my company.' If it is, I could pay for the use of your farm, and it wouldn't interfere with your getting in the crops. In fact, I would probably want some scenes of harvesting and the like." "'Well, come and we'll make you welcome,' responded Sandy, warmly. "'Only I never expected to get paid for stopping a runaway horse,' he added, as he looked at the roll of bills. "'Well, take it and have a good time during the rest of your stay in New York,' advised the manager. "'Money's too scarce to waste on a good time,' replied the young farmer, cautiously. "'I'll use this to make up what I spent on railroad fare. My trip was a failure, but Pop and Mom will be glad it didn't cost me as much as I calculated, thanks to you. I hope you will get out to Oak Farm.' "'Oh, you'll probably see me,' Mr. Patel assured him. "'Give me your address.' The making of the films went on and the water-scenes of this latest and most elaborate drama were nearly all taken. "'Now we will have the scene in the small boat, where the party puts off to visit friends on the other vessel,' announced Mr. Pertell. "'They don't actually get there, as the alarm on board this vessel brings them back, but we'll have to show the start. Now, Mr. Sneed, you are to go in the small boat first. Some of the sailors on board the yacht prepared to lower a boat from the davits, but Pepper Sneed held back. "'Do I have to get into that small boat?' he asked dubiously. "'Certainly. 
replied Mr. Battelle. There is no danger. No danger? cried Pepper Sneed. What? In that small boat? Look at the waves! And he pointed over the side. There was only a gentle swell on. It's as calm as a mill-pond, spoke one of the sailors. Mill-pond! Don't say mill-pond to me, cried the grouchy actor. I fell in one once. Well, you won't fall now, declared the manager. Get in the boat. I want to show it being lowered over the side with you in it. Well, if I have to, I'll have to, I suppose, groaned Mr. Sneed. But I know something will happen. But matters seemed going smoothly enough. The sailors were carefully lowering the small craft, and it was nearly at the surface of the water. Russ, up in the bow of the yacht, where he could get a good view, was making the pictures. Suddenly, when the boat was a few feet from the ripples on the bay, one of the ropes slipped quickly through the davit block. One end of the boat went down quite fast, and Pepper Sneed was heard to yell, "'Here I go! I knew something would happen! Help! I'm going to sink! Help! Oh, why did I ever get into this business?' But with great presence of mind, the other sailors lowered away on their rope, so the other end of the boat went down also, and in another instant it was riding on an even keel. Nothing had happened, except that Pepper Sneed had been badly scared. "'Did you get that, Russ?' asked the manager, anxiously. "'Oh, yes.' "'How was it?' "'Fine. It will be all the better with that little mistake in. Look more natural.' "'Good. Then we'll leave it in. Now the rest of you get down the accommodation ladder. Stay there, Mr. Sneed,' he called to the grouchy actor, who seemed to want to leave the boat. "'What? Are more of them coming in this little cockle-shell?' "'Certainly. That boat will hold twenty. Keep your place.' "'Well, we'll all be drowned, you mark my words,' predicted Mr. Sneed. But nothing else happened, and that part of the film was successfully made. Then came more scenes aboard the yacht, until the water parts of the drama were completed. Late that afternoon, the party of moving picture players returned to New York. Sandy Apgar bade his new friends good-bye, expressing the hope that he would soon see them at Oak Farm. "'Excuse me, Mr. Bertel,' said Alice, when they got back to the studio, and instructions had been given out for the indoor rehearsals next day. "'Excuse me, but I could not help overhearing what you said about the possibility of some farm dramas. Do you intend to film some of those?' "'Indeed I do,' he answered, with a smile. "'Why, would you and your sister like to be in them?' "'Very much.' "'Well, then, if this big play proves a success, and I see no reason why it should not, I shall take you and the rest of the company out to the country for the summer. We may go to Oak Farm, or to some other place, but we'll try a circuit of rural dramas, and see how they go." Alice went to tell Ruth the good news. She found her sister in the dressing-room getting ready for the street. "'I think that will be fine!' exclaimed Ruth. "'Listen, dear, Daddy told me he had some business to attend to downtown, so he won't be home to supper. He suggested that we two go to a restaurant, and I think I'd like it, don't you? It will round out the day." "'Of course. Let's go. I'm so hungry from that little water-trip.' A short time afterward the girls sat in a quiet restaurant, not far from the moving-picture studio. There were not many persons there yet, for it was rather early. Ruth and Alice had taken a cosy little corner, 
of which there were a number in the place. "'We are coming on,' remarked Alice, as she gave her order. "'We certainly are,' agreed Ruth. "'Who would ever have thought that we would get to be moving picture girls? I think—' "'Hush!' cautioned Alice, raising her hand for silence. Then the two girls heard some men, in the next screened-off place, talking, and one of them spoke loudly enough to be overheard. "'I'm sure we can get it,' he was saying. "'It's a nice little patent, and all the movies in the country will want it. It makes the pictures clearer and steadier. I tried to make a deal with him for it, but he turned me down. Now I'm going to get it anyhow, if you'll help.' "'But how can you get it if it's patented?' another voice asked. "'That's the joke of it. It isn't patented yet. And all we need is the working model, and we can make one like it and patent it ourselves. Are you with me?' "'I guess so, yes,' was the answer. "'Good. Then we'll get the model to-night, and start a patent of our own. I know where he's taken it.' There was a scraping of chairs, indicating that the men were leaving. Ruth and Alice gazed at each other with startled eyes. End of chapter 21